I'm ready when Zoe. Let's get it. I would also like to point out, I grabbed a bottle and a half of water. I have no water now. <laughs> so, you sound prepared and unprepared at the same time. Yeah, so I hope Shit I don't crazy. need water. It was here. <laughs> Like 30 minutes ago, now we're just gone. We're just gone. <laughs> just gone. I don't know. Too busy talking to Chris and Zach. I, I came in. I was like, all right, we good to go. And then as soon as I was about to say, yo, let's head to the pod, random mofo joined. I was like, who the fuck is this? And he started heading. Also, does he know your actual name? Huh? Does he know your real name? He knows mine, yeah. Because he calls you Max the entire time. Uh, he knows mine, but a lot of people from the Weeb Nation Discord, uh, call me Max. Like, 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 even in real life, like, whenever I was hanging out with Tyler, he called me Max the entire time. But he knows That's my weird. name. I mean, I That's respond weird. to it. Stop responding. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, yeah. Alright, Max. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to, to I'm gonna try to make it stick. I won't respond I'm to you. Try. See, that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 <laughs> I didn't mean you online. <laughs> what I'm saying, that's but you're Max. But Max is, see, that's not bad. Max is not bad. You're going to say that to me one day, and I'm going to respond, and I'm going to get mad. It's just like how Larell got, his, he wants to be called Ghost. So, that's his nick. No, real talk. That's how he's first he? he told Remember? everyone at work. No, the like, well, Ghost I know is Call of Duty Ghost. No, bro, he literally it. told Kate. Bro, hard. literally Jasmine came in one time and was like, hey, um, Ghost says, I was like, who? She said, Ghost. I was like, oh my God, nah, he got them action cards. We're not doing yeah. this. I'm not doing it, at the very least. You will be Laurel to me. I was like, look, Mr. St. Patrick. I was like, look, Mr. St. Patrick, I met you uh, with yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, bro, why are you trying to say you fit a job? I'm going to call Call of Duty. Why you want to be like, yeah, I'm going to die eventually. I'm going to call him Bill. Ghost Recon if he wants to be called Ghost. Not, no, let me yeah. restart. Let me restart. Let me restart. Let me restart. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Give me like, give me like two minutes, and I can go to the bathroom because my eyes dry as hell. Because what the fuck that I'm was. So sorry. <laughs> that's that's going the fuck it. That's what that's going. <laughs> That's not waiting for no bloopers that will never air. That's going the fucking. I just say, you know how like, <laughs> okay, you know how sometimes you think something in your head and then you actually say it out loud. Like we see it in anime and shit all the time. That's exactly what just happened. What I was thinking. <laughs> Because the singing was the song that we play our intro in. And I was trying to get my mental like, all right, 
talking kind of coming in from the music. So I was doing the, <laughs> I was saying in my head, duh, 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 and it came out my mouth, and I didn't even realize it until like the last <laughs> word I said. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm, back, I'm I'm so sorry. I've oh. never done this before, so that's that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Okay. I just thought of a Family Guy moment when you did that. That was funny. All right. Welcome to the Otaku Collective Podcast. I'm your host today, Zoe, and I'm here today with my crew, the boys, Josh and Zoe. Josh and Seth did it again. Can we restart? I did it again. I'm sorry. Did it again. I mean, that was good. Started, did it again. Where we going he, there? He said Josh and Zoe. I, I did it again. Yeah. I did it again. All right, all right, just count it down. We 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 on a time crunch now. Count it down. All right. Welcome to the Otaku Collective Podcast. I'm your host today, Zoe, and I'm here today with the crew, the boys, Josh and Seth. How y'all doing, man? You're I'm good, vibing. We had the utmost fun last night, didn't we, Seth? We had a great time. Great time. Glad to see uh Jamal, uh, previous guest, uh, and his fiance had had engagement party last night that us three attended. It was the first time first that we time were all in the same room, ever. I, I obviously y'all know I knew Zoe in high school. Y'all know I knew Seth in college. You know they worked together, but this is the first time three of us, as a podcast collective, <laughs> pun intended, were in the same room at the same time, live in person, ever. And I think that was really cool. We also saw Stuart, who, who will be on the podcast eventually. Shout out Stu and everything he does. Stu Brew TV on YouTube. Go check that out. Um, yeah, the vibe for sure. Hella fun. Got to see some old friends and some new ones. There you go. But yeah, and I, and uh, I was glad. I was glad because a lot of people don't know that Josh is definitely a therapist sometimes for our work bullshit, but yep. it felt great to have him there to like, now he's like, cause he, he never going to work with us. Absolutely. I've, I've, never I've, had to, I've had to accept that he's, he's left this side of the business, but yep. it at least was good to know that like, he at least got to see a taste of like, Oh, okay. So this is what they be talking about. All right. And like putting, put some faces to, some of the people that he's seen and heard of and yeah, seen I on got TV. Like, you see him on TV. 90% of the gossip the now, yeah. I got, yeah. I got 90% of the gossip now. Now that I got names and faces and stuff. Yeah, so. like, like everything just kind of, like, just hit at home. You, like... And then as fun as it was, because think about it. Usually, my mom, even before we went, I went out, she was like, I should pull my hair back more, be more, a little more professional. I'm like, Mom, these are not the kind of work things that you're, like, thinking of. Cause when you get there, you see how everyone's just kind of so like, like loose, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Lax, you know what I'm saying? And just open and dancing and it just is a vibe. And I was like, all right, now Josh Kelly see, okay, no wonder they're all crazy. Even when they're out this, they're crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a, it's just a vibe and the kind of people that we work with and it lost in some relationships. So yeah, congratulations to Jamal. 
No, for sure. Uh, and also, congratulations to Aaron. Like, I, I love Aaron. Like, I got to meet Aaron. Like, I talked to Aaron before. Obviously, it was the first time I met Aaron in person. And she advised for sure. And I, I love her dad, by the way. That dude's fucking like, dope. Man, I can't wait. bro. I, I can't mean, wait to drink at the wedding. He was hilarious. With Mr. Davis, for sure. I just I, had hella fun. Man, she been talking. So when I met Aaron, one thing we bonded over was Alabama Roll Tide. She always talked about how dad was a Roll Tide fan. So like that kind of was like one of our stars of our relationships because I was like every week I, like when we like when Alabama would win I'd be like hey make sure you call your dad it would then eventually it started being like sometimes I'd be with Aaron watching the game we take some shots he sent a video to him he sent videos back of him taking shots too I was like oh snap okay daddy and then just from there like FaceTimes <laughs> with him he was he's always like the guy y'all seen. He's been like that since I met him two years ago. Like he's 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 probably he's been like that his whole that life. That man's been like that since like '84. Then that's the no, <laughs> that's why I was that's why I was going with it. Like he's he he don't got no stop button, and that's that's a real cool thing about it. Cause like I be feeling like Aaron sometimes is like that. I love you, Aaron, but you know sometimes I be like, dang, I gotta keep up. But now I see why she's like always like, ooh, let's go. What's the next thing? Let's go do this. I, I, yeah, I get it. He, I he was ready to go, baby. I um, feel like <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to, I need to put some pep in my step. For sure. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. When Brett said he would be disappointed in me and Manny if we were under the table, so we're gonna be drunk on top of the table. Uh, but yeah. With that being said, what's that? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it is tonight's topic. We talking superheroes. Uh, got a little short itinerary. We should be out of here in about an hour and a half. You know, y'all, can, if that, y'all should be able to enjoy this episode. Knock it out for sure. So, uh, the first subject tonight, I would like to discuss. Uh, well, I wanted to talk about Spider Verse, but Seth, Sorry. being the bum that he is, has not seen into the Spider Verse or across the Spider Verse, so he's Sorry. useless. Um. So that being said, instead of that, let's talk about um hmm. Let's right, let's do this one first. I was gonna say this one later, but let's do this one first. I feel like it's gonna be the heaviest one. Do y'all think superhero movies have ruined Hollywood? Have they oversaturated the market to the point where you can't make a successful non-superhero movie? No. I agree. No. Because I, I remember a couple years ago, Steven Spielberg tweeted that the MCU had like ruined Hollywood. And like you can make a successful movie and blah 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 this and that, but then you got stuff like Disney's Elemental that came out was super emotional, cute, it was dope. I love the movie. Hell, my mom called me talking about. Have you seen this? I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. That's how I know. That's how I know because my mom don't even like movies like that for real. She had she owns a bunch of them, but it's not like she's just like, like out here watching mainstream shit consistently. All her movies, like for the most part, outside of like the MCU stuff or like. Uh, a fucking Denzel movie or a Mark Wahlberg movie are all from like 2008 and back. So the fact she called me about Elementor, I was like, yo, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, no, like the MCU obviously is just a new fad. It's like rom-coms were the fad during the early 2000s and you couldn't walk in 15 minutes without seeing Vince Vaughn or uh, uh, fucking Steve uh, Miller or Jennifer Aniston or somebody in some random ass uh, hour and 15, hour and 45 minute rom-com movie about will they, won't they, or they've been together forever so they need a break, or oh, I'm a single woman in need of a green card and or a baby or, and or, or whatever the fuck to make it relevant. Shout out fucking, uh, uh, what is it? 
Ryan Reynolds and somebody in that movie is the green card one where his boss is a Canadian and, and she's a bitch. And then she's like, marry me and I'll give you this amount of money. And then they fall in love because they go visit her family or some shit. Uh, who's, who's the other actress? Uh, I know the one that you're talking about. I know the movie that you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it's a Sandra good movie, Bullock. Bro. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. Because I remember Betty White randomly being on the fucking um, Betty White's in there too. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what what movie is that? The Proposal. I uh, love The Proposal. That's what it yeah, is. that yeah. came out. Yeah, came out in two thousand nine. Because Betty White's in that too, and I remember her just clowning on them on set. And I thought Betty was White is amazing in those. Yeah, shout movies. out, shout or out Betty in, White in uh, any movie that she's in. Yeah, R. P. Betty. And then also, uh, like, this year alone, we had super popular movies that came out that had nothing to do with superheroes or anything like that. Oppenheimer and Barbie. And then you right. also had the uh, D&D movie that came out as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I loved it. I mean, uh, again, Elemental came out this year. Uh, and then probably best comedy of the year so far, to me, has been Strays. Yeah. Uh, the Fast and the Furious franchise, that's another person who said, yeah, we got too many Marvel movies. Uh Oh, chick who played Letty, and I was like, "Shit, are you serious?" You need to worry about your own franchise first. Right, you need to worry about the fact there's ten Fast and Furious movies. And you like, keep you letting, them, like you keep like letting. Yeah, it was Michelle and I love Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Rodriguez said that shit like two years ago. Michelle, I love you. Like, if, if you if you need a baby, I got you. But like, come on, do better. Time out some these Marvel movies, and there's ten. Y'all started as a action thriller about a undercover police officer. Now y'all international spies going into space and shit, and and ramshot rocket cars. Stop it. Also, let's Stop not it. forget about the reboot of White Man. Uh, White Man Can't Jump that came out. Oh yeah, <laughs> shout out Jack Harlow. Uh. We got the Zoe 101 fucking spin uh movie sequel, Zoe 102. We had Expendables 4, the and Gran Turismo uh, movie. Can we agree to just end Expendables here while it's still good? Hey, Expendables yeah. should end it after Expendables 2, sir. So the yeah. Four no, is no, crazy. No, I'm Honestly, aware. Uh, I'm aware. Let me be real. We just wanted one crazy-ass big action movie, but then they were like, oh, we can make a story out of this. No, you can't, but they still did it anyway. And yeah, Mission and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning came out. Shout out no, to that's different. Three as well. Yeah, uh, Denzel needs to sit his ass down too. Uh, <laughs> the got, part one of the final Mission Impossible movie, apparently. I mm-hmm. just talked about that. Thank oh, you okay. for my telling bad, me you bad, don't listen bad. to me. Uh, John well, Wick you Four. Said, you said Dead Reckoning. I just caught that. I didn't hear the Mission Impossible. Yeah, part. yeah. Yeah, uh, we got John Wick 4. And, uh, what else? We got Meg 2, which was super unnecessary. We got we got t- uh, No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence preying on an 18-year-old because his parents were like, yo, make our virgin son better at life. And she was like, bet. That's a cute little comedy, though. Uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast came out. I have completely, absolutely hated the Transformers reboot ever since Mark Wahlberg took over for Shia LaBeouf. Agreed. And then they rebooted it again, apparently. But whatever. Um, you people with freaking uh, Jonah Hill and Lauren London came out on Netflix. I love that movie. Eddie Murphy's like, uh, plays her dad. It was dope. 
Also, hey, hey, I haven't you. watched it yet, but I've heard that Gran Turismo is a great movie. Yeah, I also talked about that earlier. But thanks for not listening, Seth. I appreciate it. Uh, I was looking at movies. I'm sorry. Teen- the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie came out. Uh, technically, they're superheroes, but they're also not. I love that movie so much. And the fact that they're like playing like millennial teenagers in New York. <laughs> oh my god, that shit was funny. But um, to, back to the topic, I, I feel like I, I I feel like Spielberg. I understand where he's coming from because a, a lot like obviously the MCU just for the Infinity Saga put out like twenty three movies alone, and that's a lot. I get it, but that's a market. Like not everybody there. There are people to this day who've never seen an MCU movie. It's not like that's it. But I, I feel like we've also reached a certain point where people are just putting out movies because they have contracts. Like, a lot of movies that have come out that have bombed weren't good in the first place. And movies that, that did get put out that were good and then weren't superhero-related at all. Like, yeah, we had a whole movie about the atomic bomb process come out. Oppenheimer was, Oppenheimer was phenomenal. And they, and they just dead-ass, like, talked on screen for, like, three hours, for real. Being honest. The Barbie movie came out, a phenomenal movie. It questioned societal norms and 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 told you to be uh, proud of yourself, man or woman, and accept your inner beauty, all that good shit, right? Margot Robbie, I, I love Margot regardless, but still, Ryan Gosling's in that shit too. They're doing another movie together. Um, it's a lot. A lot of stuff has happened since like superhero movies became the main, but we're not gonna act like there hasn't been a time period where a certain genre movie just ran the box office again. I talked about like how the 2000s was literally rom-com territory. In the 80s and not in the 80s it was spy movies. In the 90s it was like horror flicks. It's just every every genre has its time period and and the 2010s was superhero movies. It just was what it was. Like Iron Man came out in 2008, but the mo- but the majority of MCU happened from 2010 to 2019. And then mm-hmm. it wrapped up in and fa- at least the Infinity Saga wrapped up in the early 2020s, and now we're in phase five. Yeah, we're in phase five now, and it's the start of a, a whole new era, the start of a whole new saga. And a lot of people have fallen out with Marvel because of it, because they feel like they put all their eggs in one basket with the Infinity Saga. So the MCU fan base is actually drastically shortened because they feel like there's too much content now, and it's not as good as it used to be. But no, I absolutely do not think that superhero movies ruined the market and have oversaturated Hollywood and and that nobody else can make a good movie. Like, I would also like to point out as as great as some superhero movies been, for example, Infinity War, uh, Endgame, Black Panther 2, Black Panther 1, the MCU has two Oscars. Two. And they're for character design and, and like set design and makeup and shit not not best actor even though auntie angela definitely should have got one but that's whatever y'all, y'all been disrespecting her in hollywood so i'm used to it shout out angela bassett i love you um i robert Downey jr definitely should have gotten an oscar for being tony stark at some point in his career but that's whatever too uh, it's it's weird, but no, I you can't say the MCU is oversaturated if they're not winning like consistently, like best supporting actor slash actress or or best screenplay or or best actor or best movie or whatever. And, like they they weren't taking home any of these awards, even even though they were giving the numbers and recognition 
some of these other movies were getting. Hell, half the time they weren't even nominated. So how you, can can you really say that like the market is oversaturated if people aren't recognizing the fact that some of these movies are better than what one of the only superhero movies to actually win an Oscar, and that's The Dark Knight. Not all of the MCU is better than The Dark Knight, but but I would put Endgame, I would put Infinity War, I would put Black Panther one and two up there. I don't think they're better than Dark Knight, but I definitely could put them in contention with some of the movies that have been out and won best, like the best uh, movie that year for um, for the Oscars. Like, come on, bro. This is I, where one is fine. I, I was, I was like, <laughs> come on, this is a podcast, guys. <laughs> like, dead air is not anyway, but yeah. So you you here or you just you just done for the day already? You, no, no, I, I'm with like, you. I mean, I, I I guess I'm you. I don't. I didn't disagree with you. So I was like, I I'm sorry for drawing a blank, okay. but um, I've never had an issue with it personally. I've I've known this has been a topic forever, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the people that were saying it were people who like already weren't into that side of the media of comic books and different things and calling it cartoons or whatever when it actually is a form of media in its own right. Um, but it just took, sometimes you have to put something in a different medium, which is it went from comic books to movie theaters when they already been adapting books and theaters and everything. But like, it takes it all the way back to when with Blade. They was looking at it like a gamble, but it really was probably one of the best economic decisions for a franchise that was trying to come up off the ground, come out of the cubicle and get into some real offices. Oh, no, and sure. Blade saved the Marvel You can say it saved movies in general, you know what I'm saying? Because it produced so much money that they didn't expect. Like, it made, like, such, like, a $200 million turnaround. Yeah, yeah. And so at that time shout of out year, Wesley Snipes for that, because cause then Blade obviously ended up getting a trilogy, which ended up making even more money for Marvel, which allowed them to make Iron Man and Incredible Hulk, which kind of set forward the MCU in general. So, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean... I never look at like superhero movies because as long as there's, it's all about the turnaround. The profit that a lot of these superhero movies have made have made produced new producers, new studios, new mm-hmm. new everything it's, to be able yeah, to set. A, a lot of jobs were created for sure. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely look at it like you know, it's not a not a really a problem. I'm, yeah, it's not a bad. It's just, this is one of those topics that's not really one that's really going to be really controversial because. When you got three people who definitely work in the media field, we understand sometimes you have to take a little risk. But when you see that there's a turnaround, it's, then it's not a broken seal. Like, that's actually something that will work. Probably will work again. Right. It'll probably work again. And yeah. you just keep stacking on top of it for each time. So, yeah. And I was about to say, on top of that, the, the, the rate that superhero movies come out now has significantly dropped. Like, we've had, what, Shazam came out this year? Aquaman's gonna come out this year, and I think that's it for DC, right? And then mm-hmm. Mar- Marvel, as an MCU wise, had Ant Man. What? Uh, Marvel no, comes out. Came out this year. Flash came oh, out. Oh yeah, Flash. So Mar- DC had Shazam. It will have Aquaman at the end of the year, and it had Flash, and that mm-hmm. was a three DC movie. MCU, not including Spider Verse, which came out because that's a separate property because that's a Sony movie, had. 
Ant-Man, Black Panther 2. Doc, no, uh, Doctor Strange 2, right? Yeah, it had Ant-Man, Doctor Strange 2. And then Marvels comes out towards the end of the year. So it had three. So we've had six, seven superhero movies this year. And none of them were like close enough to each other to like be a massive problem because Ant Man came out in January, Doctor Strange was like mid March, uh, Flash was like a couple months after that, Shazam was like in February ish, so there was a little bit of overlap there. Uh, Marvels comes out like late October, early November, and then Aquaman comes out like late November, early December. Mm-hmm. Like we we used it there at one point there was like eight superhero movies coming out a year. We we barely have. Oh no, Blue Beetle came out too this year, but it sucked. All the DC movies kind of sucked this year. They yeah, they, they haven't been like average or above. Like, fuck. Like, like Flash, Flash, they said, <laughs> Flash did so bad, like it, they did, lost money. Oh yeah, they lost money, but the they were trying to protect Ezra Miller for too long, but they couldn't <laughs> make the Ray Fisher fucking cyborg movie. Like when Zack Snyder was still in charge, but you know, that's another story. I ain't gonna comment on that. I'm gonna leave it alone. Um, no, so that's the whole thing. I want I want to move on to the next topic because Zoe said he wants to do some stuff with Stu, so I don't want this to be too long. We 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 started way later than I thought we would. Not like super late because it's like eleven right now, but still. Um, I'm, I'm gonna do this one next, and now I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on Zoe a little bit for, for the topic well. after this one. No, I'll post okay. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Seth, you can go ahead if you want. Uh, you, you, you go first. I'll save mine for after. Okay, cool. Um, so we, we talked about this pre-pod, and I had this conversation with um John earlier. If you if you were to take one anime character, who do you think would best transition into being in the DC universe and being a member of the Justice League? And that means living in like living in a city. In the DC universe, like Gotham or Metropolis, or like um, Star or, or like uh, Central City, or or wherever, right? And and dealing with their own like rogue gallery or teaming up with somebody, whether that's like Green or Starling City, and teaming up with like Arrow or Di- or or Diana or like Batman or Superman or or Hawk Girl or Green Lantern or whoever, and then dealing with like extra planetary threats, just dealing with day to day shit. Dealing with the fact that the Justice League live by the code that more often than not they don't kill their villains, all that. So, do you have an anime? Do you have an anime character in mind? And if so, who? And if so, why that person? I have one in mind. Do you want to go first, though? If you have one in mind. No, you can go. Okay. He he came immediately to my mind. And I haven't thought of a reason to not name him. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say Asta from Black Clover. Okay. Why? Because one, he, he fits in with the not killing people thing. He mm-hmm. he He's never killed somebody in the mm-hmm. show. Um, he, he has the morals of wanting to be a hero, wanting to, like, save people, save as many people as possible. Doesn't want people to have to suffer or anything like that uh he would be along the lines of like a in terms of morals at least not obviously like because uh, also doesn't come from money or anything like that but strictly in terms of morals he would mm-hmm. he he would probably get along really well with batman 
That's an interesting choice. Um, I mean, n- neither of them kill people, and mm. they both want uh, I, what's best for their city. I mean, true, but I I feel like if anything, I'd say you would have said like Flash or Supes. because I, I I feel like you know of all people would probably be a better fit for Gotham. Yeah, no, no, no. I just said that he would get along well with Batman because he's a part of Justice League. Doesn't mean no, that yeah, like yeah, sure. I would place Asta inside. Then, of then again, you you also kind of picked a child, <laughs> so I feel like he'd be a Titan or a member of the team or or, or like a Young Justice. Then I mean, him straight. and you know are the same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I feel like yeah, but usually the Justice League is like you need to be at least eighteen. Yeah, no, no. Uh, technically, where we are now, he's eighteen, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, at least yeah, manga wise yeah. but in terms of like yeah. it would be really hard to choose a hero then that's 18 because not a lot of heroes unless you're talking about like goku or something like that not necessarily but i don't know but i don't know start you guys see in this <laughs> instance you need to expand your anime horizon because all the people i thought of are over 18 and qualified Yes, yeah, so, so I'm. I guess I could transition here because Saitama is 25, and right. Saitama is someone who I was thinking of. Um, One punishment. Yeah, he was like. So I was. I've been trying to think of other ones because I want to be so crossover. basic. Yeah. But he is literally the first one I thought of, and I was like, because you could put him, damn near near Metropolis or in some city that like can be ready for you know big powerful threats because of who's in the city or who's around the city. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um another person that came to mind was Mirio. Mirio probably could fit in Central City. This man can just go through stuff. He wouldn't be as fast as Flash, but Flash would know when he's there. He'd be like, Mirio, and he just come from the ground. He'd be like, you know I was here. Cause he could he actually is pretty quick when he rejects himself. He has mm-hmm. like quick bursts of energy. So like he'd be cool in Central City. Um, all might of course comes to head, but like I don't, I don't know really what. I, I, I was I was gonna say earlier I didn't want you to pick the superhero show, but fair. No 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 um, no one yeah because I because I, 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 I feel like that's too easy. I went know? to Mario though. I didn't try to say yeah, all yeah. might. I, I mean yeah, yeah but like but the Mario whole point kid. of being in my hero is is to be in a collaborated force of heroes, but you just happen to get paid. I'm I'm now I'm now it's 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 not super well known in canon, but it's usually either obviously stated or or known that the league has a siphon that Bruce pays for because Bruce Wayne, Batman, blah blah. But most of them still have regular jobs too. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not like being a hero is all of their money. So it's like, but literally being a hero is a nine to five in my hero. So I was like, I feel like that's too obvious of an answer. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so when me and John were talking about it earlier, I, I prefaced it by, like, I, I, don't, I didn't consider those to be options. But uh, Mirio, a.k.a. Lemillion, would be a fire pick. Because, yeah, the fact that it's like, I want to save a million people, blah, 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 blah. All that shit, that's dope, and I love his mindset and everything. But I was, I was thinking, you know, like, how, how out there or, or how unique or how basic you could be with an answer. Like well, the first person that came to mind for me was like Naruto, but then I was like, I, I, I just I think he'd do a great job. But like, what's a more obscure pick that I could make? And then I was like, honestly, Kenshi would be a dope pick 
from uh, History's right. Strongest Disciple. But he's in mm-hmm. high school, so I was like, he'd, he'd be a sidekick, sorry. Okay. Um, but yeah, but that, that, that is a bunch of options. You know, obviously, I picked Naruto because, like, obviously, at this point, he's Okage, so he's old enough to meet requirements. He, he's been a leader before. He's been through war. So, like, obviously, he and Green Lantern can get along a lot. Um, he, he, he knows the responsibility of holding the literal world on his shoulder, so obviously he can get along with fucking soups. He, he's the last of his kind, so he can still get along with soups, stuff, like with that and John Martian Manhunter and stuff like that. I, and he's he's well off now, so he would get along with Bruce and like being able to like run like a not necessarily a, a company, but he runs a fucking a village. Like he's a, he's like the president slash mayor of a village. So, and he's just you know his happy-go-lucky attitude. Naruto has killed people before, but he doesn't have a lot of bodies. Uh, and and I feel like he he understands that like you know sometimes like you got to talk people down and and talk no juicy is a joke, but it's it's a real thing obviously stuff like that for sure. And so that's why I picked him. And then I was thinking for Kenichi, I was like he he's probably one of the best martial artists I've ever seen in anime. Uh, he he soaks up martial arts styles like a sponge, uh, very well rounded. Uh, he he's old enough to at least understand the consequences of using his fists to protect people, but he doesn't look for fights. And I was like, that's a great example of like what the average hero should be and should do. Uh, and um, he he he's very relatable, which is important in a superhero. And I I've seen him interact with and deal with children that are like aren't related to him. And I was I don't know, it was a cool concept for me too. But I I could list like ten or fifteen characters for sure. But I I just I just Can, wanted to see where like where y'all thoughts were coming from with that. I'm gonna name just a couple more and, and just give me all thoughts if y'all think that they would work. The first okay. one I think they're not eighteen, so they would have to be in Young Justice, right? Bell. Or Titan or what? Or Titan. Ooh. Yes, with some work. <clears throat> yes, with some work. A lot of work, actually, but yes. I've also read ahead, so I know where he goes afterwards. So mm-hmm. I would say a little work with where he is, where I know. Okay. Um. Uh, now for me. No. I would agree. No. Well. I just, I just want to throw it out there. And and not for the reason you think. Um, I just I feel like he in 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 theory he would be a good hero, but I don't think he fits well in DC. Now, if this was Marvel, I'd say yes. I think not for me. That's fair. Would make a dope anti-hero in Marvel because the themes are usually darker on average. Now, DC DC definitely has some fucked up storylines for sure, but on average, Marvel has more. Dark aligned heroes than DC does. So, yeah, I, from Mob Psycho. Yes. But he'd be a psychic first. I do first think first. he would be a psychic first, and he's also not 18. So, yeah. there's also that as well. But yes, I do think Mob would make a, a great DC hero for several reasons. Yeah. There, there, I, don't, I don't think there's enough heroes who use tele- mind, telekinesis specifically, but mind powers. In DC, like there are there are dozens of psychics in Marvel. But there's not a lot in DC, mm-hmm. so yeah, at least not a lot of powerful ones. Another yeah, that I, I feel like would be a better fit for Marvel than DC would be Gojo. 
Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. I feel like Gojo would be yeah. a good anti-hero because if he has to kill people, he'll kill people. He, like, he would make a dope like that too. Yeah, but the, again, it it also depends on like uh just what version of DC it like more often than not Marvel it doesn't matter what version you're in people are like yeah sometimes you got an awesome motherfucker but in DC it depends it's like in like Silver Age is it depends on the hero because Batman Batman usually doesn't kill period unless it's like some super like early Batman <laughs> used guns and stuff it was, it was like way, a long time ago and like obviously like uh in um. Crisis, no, is uh, what is Flash when he fucks the timeline? Um, uh, when he runs back and saves, when he point? saves his yeah, Flashpoint, Flashpoint, Batman, aka Thomas Wayne. Thank you, I was blanking. Uh, Flashpoint, Batman, Thomas Wayne doesn't give a fuck. He, he'll, he'll murder you in a heartbeat. But yeah, I think yeah, it just depends sure. on what version. But on average, most DC heroes think of killing as not an option or like a, the very last option for sure. Yeah. But in Marvel, it's just like, all right, shit, most of the time, depending on the hero, it's a regular Tuesday. Like, it's either you or me. So, yeah, no, Go- Gojo, I think, would definitely be better as a Marvel hero, whether that's a member of like the Thunderbolts or uh, fucking the Avengers or, well, they're like. 15 different Avenger offshoots or whether he's an X-Man. He'd probably be an X-Man, honestly. Curse powers seem super, like, mutant X-Gene S type shit. Because not everybody can be a sorcerer, right? Yes, so I feel like if, yeah. yeah. So, so I feel like it'd definitely be like, oh, it's a, it's a specific brand of mutants who fight ghosts and shit. Or whatever. It's like, um, I could see Gojo for sure, though. I got yeah. one more. And it's for mm-hmm. Marvel, who I would love uh-huh. to see be an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. And that said, from Eminence in the Shadow. Um, yeah, he definitely wouldn't last in DC. Because um, they'd be like, hey, yo, bro, that's a cult. You're a bad guy. <laughs> um, yeah, Sid <laughs> Cogano would definitely make a, a very interesting Marvel anti-hero, for sure. Speaking of, I need I need to catch up on Eminence. I don't know how many episodes are that. One or two? Two. 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 Yeah, right, yeah, I need two. to catch up on Eminence. <clears throat> okay. Um. But Seth, your question, and then I'll and I'll get on Zoe about what we were talking about the other day. <clears throat> the question that I had is more like, have y'all ever thought of like the reason like? Obviously, we all care about superheroes, but like, why we care about superheroes? Like, why we find them interesting? Oh, that's a that's a great question, actually. And it's, it's a very loaded question as well. It is. Um, For me, that this is one of the rare times that I say I'll go first. Um, It's because they're relatable, they're relatable while being unattainable. Like, I could I could never be Superman. But Superman, yeah. or should I say Clark Kent, is relatable. <laughs> He care, you know, he, he's a, he's a country kid. He cares about you. I mean, not necessarily the country. He grew up in fucking Kansas, which is in the middle of the fucking. But you know, he grew up on a farm in, in a fucking like a wheat field, basically, right? So yeah, uh, he, he he he's not necessarily hit, but he he's a farm boy. Like he he's as down to earth as he gets. He loves his parents. He lo- he loves his small town. He he enjoys being human. Like Clark can't 
is Superman as as much as Superman is Clark Kent. And and I think that's really dope. But then you can look at somebody like Bruce Wayne, who for all intents and purposes is a mask. Like Bruce Wayne died in that alley with his pants. So we we don't know what Bruce would have been if both his parents had survived, right? Mm-hmm. We we know who Batman is, and we yep. know who Bat, and then we know that Batman plays Bruce Wayne, the multi-billionaire playboy philanthropist, and that's a whole process. And you just like it, it is, it is, and it's enigmatic because you're like you're everybody's always one bad day away, right? That's Joker's catchphrase, and mm-hmm. and he proves that often. <clears throat> uh, but Batman is like the polar opposite side because they're two sides of the same coin. Batman's one bad day led to him being to one of the greatest superheroes of all time. So it's really a tale of can you rise above hate? Can you can you take your worst day and use that as fuel to make sure that no one else ever feels that way again? Or at least not a bunch of people feel that way. Because obviously there's the whole Batman should kill Joker, blah blah blah. But when we do see Joker die, because comic books he comes back because he, he's he's captivating as a villain and that makes the story better, blah blah blah, whatever the fuck. In real life, obviously bro would have been dead by now by somebody. For sure. Um No, so I, I I would have to say for me at least, it's because they're they're just different. And and seeing that difference and, and being able to like step away from it and view that as an outsider is so interesting because no one no two superheroes, even like the or no two comic entities are the same. Even when they're like they're basically the same person and they're a mismatch or a rip off the other, like uh Deadpool and Deathstroke or Green Arrow and Hawkeye or Dark Side and fucking Thanos or Sentry and Superman or Captain America and Superman. It just depends on how you look at it for sure. Iron Man and Batman. Spidey and 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 a lot of people compare Spider Man and Batman too. So it's just seeing especially from like a writer's perspective, like shout out Stan Lee, shout out Jack Kirby, shout out there are so many comic book writers, right? But those those are two of the guys that I think know first because like they made the X Men, right? And Black mm-hmm. Panther, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Garth Ennis. It's there's there's so much thought put into like the superhero idea itself that you can't not look at it and inspire from it at least a little bit. And I think that's really cool. And that's why I personally think me and a lot of people are drawn to the idea of superheroes. And it's also okay. like an escape. Yeah, for sure. It's an escape from your everyday life. Provides <laughs> another world to submit or to put yourself into their shoes or an average bystander's shoes and stuff like that and gives you a fantasy that you can be a part of as well. Mm-hmm. I get drawn to the fact of like what is a hero because sometimes <clears throat> it's the big details, then it's the small details, then... You know, then sometimes it's the mix of, like, doing villainous acts for hero work or doing hero acts for villainous work, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think that's, for me, the most interesting part of it. I've noticed, especially as I get older, I get closer to liking the anti-heroes more because you really don't know what side they're on. Or then even when you have a hero, you're always waiting for that moment for when they're going to do something villainous. 
when you see a villain, sometimes you're waiting for them to be like, okay, when are you going to actually do something just nice for once? I get I get drawn because we do get into the stuck into the oh we see what they're doing with this or they're this when really the hero could be doing something villainous and then the villain could do something heroic doing it for the little people that's why I say it gets down to the little intricates just sometimes like the guy who will step on the bug and the guy who would you know kind of just get out the way so the bug can keep walking mm-hmm. compared to like Superman blowing up a planet. But he blew up a planet because that planet was going to blow up in the next 10 seconds and it was going to probably destroy everything. So Superman took it upon himself to blow up the planet with people on it because it was going to blow up anyway, but at least he blew it up and was able to push it to a different way. But then it's just how the people would take it. Like, would they take it like Superman's a planet destroyer or was he a savior? So I'm going like to need you... To link me what uh, that that sound, I'm need you to send me that. Yeah, because I'm I'm not saying you're wrong, but I I need I need to see that, cause, cause that that sounds mostly right, but I I feel like some stuff ain't adding up on that. Um, what what about you, Seth? Cause you you posed the question obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, I already said it partially because it. It, it it gives us a place to escape to. Yeah, the, like the escapism for sure, right? The escapism, and that's with a lot of different forms of media as well. Look at mm. Harry Potter, that's an escape uh, escapism form and stuff like that as well. You <clears throat> look at, I don't know, we were talking about the Fast and Furious franchise and stuff like that, right? Imagine, mm. like, I used to imagine what it would be like to drift in Tokyo. So, mm. like, Improvise that, but uh, I f- I actually saw an answer to this on Reddit, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. say this answer. And I feel like okay. it's a pretty good answer. And mm-hmm. this person said, uh, "Because it's better than shit real life." I long yeah. to be <laughs> I long to be so fast I can save everyone, run backwards in time so I can atone for my mistakes and make everything better, stop people from harming others and harming themselves. Be the justice the world so desperately needs, but I can't. So being obsessed with them is the second best option. That's wild as fuck. And he would he would shit the timeline for sure. Oh Um, yeah, no for sure. (laughs) That's dope though, and and I I like that answer, and I get it. And and it's all about like your imagination (laughs) and and feeding and fueling your inner child is, is so important these days because I feel like a lot of people, especially nowadays. And and even like in the fifties and sixties and stuff, in like the forties and twenties and during the depression, I, I don't think there's ever truly been a point in time where a kid just got to be a kid, like universally. Like maybe individual kids or individual countries, but I feel like there's always been something going on where like in the world or or in a specific country, like 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 the countries during civil war periods, like which are still going on even today, like all the stuff going on with uh Israel and Palestine and all that. Um and just just obviously the American Civil War and like everything like during the Black Plague during and during the in the European countries during that time period. And the war that's still or, going on in Ukraine. Right. Yeah, the Ukraine stuff, like the Crusades during that time period, uh there's always something where like like and I couldn't imagine like being like an actual child born during like let's say slavery or a child born uh born during the dark ages and being in like in a in a monarchy type of family like being a prince or bring or like 
or a princess or, or being like a duke or, or or anything like that because that's so much pressure on like a child to grow up and take over that position and like lead it like a territory or a country but even now like being like the kid of a president like Sasha and Malia Obama there's still there are still people taking pictures of them modern day on fucking Disney like their dad hasn't been president in like 10 years Yep, and it's 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 so wild, and I, 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 I there's never really a point like even like on, on like a surface street level like in twenty 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 like fucking COVID happened. Could you imagine being like a newborn kid during COVID, or like a four year old or like an eight year old, or being like an elementary level kid? Like even for like I, even like for my cousins who were like in middle school and like high school, I was like it has to be so weird like being a kid during this. Like and you were wrapping up college when COVID started, yep. so like that's a whole other thing too. I can I can imagine being like a student full time during COVID. That, that was crazy. Um, there's, there's, I, I feel like uh, like I said, there's no point universally in the history of man. I think where any kid at all time could just be a kid. Like like even even like for people who believe in religion like faithfully. Like during like the era when Jesus was born, like in Bethlehem, like you had to be like eight or nine, fucking fielding sheep. Like you were a she- you were the son of a sheep herder, or like you were, you were fishing with your father, and your father was a fisherman, and like he sold fish for a living, and you had to wake up at butt crack early in the morning to go fish with him to sell fish in the market at noon, and shit, stuff like that. Or your dad was a carpenter, so your entire life was you learning how to build houses and just do that. You didn't you didn't get like get play kickball all day with your friends and then just go do and even like. That all the parents, like like the upper level millennials and like the like the super late boomers and the Gen Xers, are like, oh, when I was growing up, we didn't have cell phones, so we were on bikes all day. Like, not every kid was like that. Some kids had to take care of their four other siblings while their dad worked at a fucking factory and their mom was in a hospital for twelve hours a shift, you know, stuff like that. And so I feel like having those small moments just to read a comic book or to watch a TV show, or to read a, anything just with, with a fantasy element to it. To, like have that escape, especially because like superheroes have always been such a large part of society. Because like Superman was created originally by Jewish like the comic book writers, like as, as a like like just uh, for freedom of expression and like the fight Nazis and shit. Like like the Black Panther has actually fought the Klan before. Same thing with Superman. It's like it's, it's wild. So I feel like not only that, but like is it like the escapism and the ability to feed and fuel your inner child? It's also about making like political statements sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like some of some of the greatest superheroes of all time, like are members of the LGBT community. Like Iceman, uh, is is at least bi. I mean, in some continuity, he's gay, but this is also the man who literally throws hell. He's an omega level mutant, and he throws. The hottest place in existence, completely. I think that's crazy. Like uh, Thor, Thor has been a woman. Like Thor is a title now. He's not just Thor. Odinson obviously is the son of Odin, like the god, of, like the god in Norse mythology. But Jane Foster has taken on the mantle of Thor. She's a woman. Like we have, mm-hmm. we have multiple Spider Women of various fashions. You've got Ghost Spider. You've got Silk. You've got Spider Woman Jessica Drew. You got Mayday Parker. Um, same thing with like Captain America, like uh, or should I say Captain Britain, uh, because Peggy Carter in an alternate universe is the one who took the Super Soldier series. Uh, Pepper is rescue. We you've got Ironheart, Riri Williams, uh, Rhodey's niece, 
and she takes over the mantle as Iron Man for a little bit. Um, so obviously, like it's it's so it's so nice to see just like representation in comic books, whether that that's a passing of the mantle as a legacy character or a brand new character, and like black and brown and whatever boys and girls like white kids too like of 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 like specific descent like whether like Jewish or Scottish or Irish there are heroes for that and I think that's really dope besides just seeing Plano oh I'm from Kansas you know black haired brown black brown or blue eyed Clark Kent right mm-hmm. and I think that's dope mm-hmm. to see you know a kid from Africa named T'Challa grow up to be king of the country and be the Black Panther after his father passes in the meadow. I see a black Afro Latino kid from fucking Harlem named Miles Morales take over and be the Spider Man. I think that's dope. Uh, or for like again, Miss Marvel, all, all the little brown girls of the world got to see Kamala Khan be a superhero, like in the image of like to a lot of people. Like the white superhero in Captain Marvel, like so uh, that's that's really dope to see for sure. Oh, uh, what time is it? It's eleven forty. So, Beast Boy, that's that's yeah, Beast Boy. Beast Boy. Uh, hang on, my 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 roommate, well, my old man roommate just texted me, talking shit because he finally beat me in fantasy football. <laughs> He he was one and four heading into this game, bro. I of course I have a bad week. All right, anyway, since that, all right, yeah. So uh, Zell was talking shit about the the best Titan, the 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 ultimate Titan, my friend, my boy Garfield Logan, aka Beast Boy, aka Changeling, and I just need to know now that you've done a little bit of research, do you feel the way you did? The other day, do you? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, Cyborg definitely is still better Titan. That's crazy. That's Cap. Oh, definitely. That's Cap. Cap Rooney. So, so, so let's talk about this. Let's let's break down (laughs) where 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 did this theory of yours come from? When did it start? This this started from day one. I've always been. So, like, you just your first encounter with Teen Titans was was it the Cartoon Network? Or did you read the uh, comics, or was it, where where the, did it start? My my first encounter with the Titans as an entity was in two thousand and three when the Teen Titans cartoon came on, and and we got introduced to BB, Robin, Ray, and Cy, Teen Titans, and Star. Episode episode one, I was like, all right, this is the shit. And then I started doing research, like towards the end of season one. And then I started reading the comic books, and and then I and then obviously more stuff came out. And then the DC animated universe started making Titans movie. You got Batman and Robin, and Damien ended up joining the Titans. Uh, so you had like Jews contract, and then uh, what's the other one? Uh, um, I don't. Know. Um, Jews contract. You got. Titans, oh, Teen Titans um, versus Justice League. Yeah, Teen Titans yeah. versus Justice League. Uh, and then that came out, and I was like, "All right, cool." And then obviously you had Titans, the live action series. But the reason I say Beast Boy, uh, actually the reason this originally started is I saw a TikTok about like, uh, how what what Titan would you take on as an average person? And bro was like, "Oh, I'm gonna picking Beast Boy," and I was like, "Immediately off rip, your dumbest suck, right?" Because I'm like, he can turn into a T Rex. That was a that was my immediate thought. He can turn into a living, breathing, fifteen foot tall, fucking man eating lizard. And everybody's like, oh, I could just shoot him. I was like, no, you can't. That's dumb. Oh, yeah. Beast Boy's reaction. 
People, bro, Beast Boy is a literal fucking superhero. You think that you, you pull him out of nine millimeters the first time he's seen a gun? You're stupid. Also, one of his favorite combos in the entire world is to punch you as a gorilla, turn into a fly, fly up, and then turn into a humpback whale and land on you. You're not surviving that. But that's it. What are you doing against that? Not damn thing. Also, Beast Boy can turn into every animal he's physically ever seen and or thought of and or considered an animal, which means he can also turn into phoenixes, dragons, and any alien he's ever seen. He, he could literally turn into a xenomorph if he chose to do so, as long as he believed it was an animal. <clears throat> yep, and for anybody that might listen to this and say he can't turn into a phoenix or dragon because he's never seen one, well, he's also never seen a T-Rex, but he can turn into a T-Rex. It's, it's the physical manifestation of belief. Like, Beast Boy is an avatar of the red, and the red in the entire cosmic universe is the literal embodiment of just Animal kingdom, point blank in the period. If it, if it existed, is there? He could he could turn into a joke. He could turn into a strand of COVID nineteen into your body and kill you. Not a joke. He's turned into an amoeba before. He could literally become bacteria. On top of that, if you just watch Teen Titans, he's the only Titan to successfully run the fade on Slade. Robin can't even say that. Cyborg definitely can't fucking say that. He out here getting his ass beat by Gizmo. He man, and that's because that's that that now I'm not. But you gotta realize the level playing field they're playing on, man. They're Stop not cat. playing with just oh X's and O's, bro. They're in the actual network, literally out trying to out hack each other. Stop the cat. What what's crazy is is you back in Teen Titans Cyborg because that's the one you know the most. That's not even the best version of him. And, and I know, but I, but I feel like you said the best Titan and Beast Boy never became a league member. Cyborg did. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm trying to. Keep I feel like that should automatically disqualify him as a Titan. Then he's a better just he's a better Justice League member than he ever was as a Titan. Hell, Raven's a Titan. Raven's also in the league. If that's the case, you play the Injustice games. Raven is a Justice League. Yeah, member. no, yeah, she is now. No, I know what you're saying. Oh, so, so you on Cyborg as a Titan didn't do shit. Cool, he made gear and he made the T car. Like he, he how no. many times he had to step and, up? And, and, how many mo- times and, he had to go bro, to high? In most, most continuities, Cyborg has never even been a Titan. Yeah, I've noticed that now. Wonder too. Wonder Girl has been a Titan. Kid Flash has been a Titan. Speedy's been a Titan. Yeah, I've noticed that now too. Cyborg, so like, Robin, Raven, Starfire, Titans. Yeah, man, it's 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 pretty. Bumblebee, it's pretty... Titan. Cy- the, the the most well known Cyborg is the Teen Titans version, and he's not even supposed to be there. Ah, man. So for you to be like, man. no, I would I would accept Robin. I, I can't accept Raven point blank in the period. I, I would accept Starfire, but for you to be like, yeah, no, Cyborg's the best type, absolutely fucking not. No, stop it. It's 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 Beast Boy. And not only is Beast Boy the best Titan because it's just the general chemistry with every single member, he's brothers with Cyborg, he he's best friends with fucking Starfire. He's he's in a relationship or at least a, a one-sided situationship with Raven and Terra. And he and he's the most relatable one to Robin because they both been superheroes longer than all of the others. Man, 
Because Default used to be in the Doom Patrol, and Robin used to be Batman's sidekick. And again, he can turn into a fucking T-Rex. And a silverback gorilla, and a rhino, and and again, a fiend. He can't die. Not not in a conventional way. You yeah. you gotta you gotta put some effort into murdering this nigga. <laughs> you man. Uh, okay, again, cyborg versus B four. I think I think just, cyborg. Okay, so 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 right. Cyborg versus B four. Right. Cyborg can lift about 10, 15 tons. Right. Cool. Whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Beast Boy turns into a silverback gorilla, punches his man in the chest. All right. Cool. Transforms again, turns into a kangaroo, kicks his man into the air. Transforms again, turns into a hawk, flies above him, transforms again. Oh, so then, that, so then Cyborg switches well. around, hits him with Stop the sound it. of boom off rip, off rip. His ears are fucked up. Every no, they, no, they're not. Because then, okay, so, so, so then he just turns into a fly and avoids the blast, or then he turns into a hummingbird and avoids the a blast. A sonic boom, a true sonic boom. You're not avoiding that Stop blast. Your ears. Stop I'm not it. thinking of the Stop little it. blue bees. When I talk Stop about it. the little, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. That's not. That's not what he does. That's not. That's not. That's not what he does. That's not what he does. Also, the sonic boom thing you're thinking of is a combination move with Robin because he says, I got the sonic, you got the boom, and then he launches the beam, and then Robin throws a fucking destructo disc. But what Stop I'm attack. saying is it's, it's, it's the ear effect. It's That's what I'm trying to say. At the end of the day, if if his ears are busted, Beast you, you Boy do realize that shit. Beast Boy, when Beast Boy transforms, he immediately embodies the next animal, which means those injuries technically disappear for a moment, right? Now that, now that, I don't know. I want to cause a cat, but I mean, if that's what you're saying today, I don't have no proof to say you call a cat. That's kind of crazy. Because so you're saying he, he's infinitely he, just he can li- Okay, yes. You, yes, literally. Okay. <laughs> because he, he can literally transform. Oh, he can also transform individual body parts as he gets older. He doesn't need eardrums. <laughs> Hmm. Okay, now... Oh, Sonic Boom, brother. Bitch, what you doing against the T-Rex that can't hear? <clears throat> Tail swipe. Oh, also, you like, oh, blow his eardrums out. Cool. I don't need them. I'll just turn into the next strongest animal I can think of and then beat the shit out of you. For people. And then the ears also, just also, also, again, he can turn into a humpback whale and just land on you. You're dead. Period. What are you, what are you gonna do with a literal... 15. How, how, man, also, man, I mean, also, I just read wait. this, right? Tell me if this is cap or not, Josh. Uh, while connected to the red, Garfield Logan can also travel across the multiverse and see portals from other universes. That's a. I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily cap. Oh, I, yeah. I haven't read, I haven't read on, every beast book. I mean, that on, would be great. It's, a, it's on DC at CineUniverse.fandom. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't. Beast, Beast Boy's power set is crazy as an Avatar of Red. Most most Avatars of their respective colors are, are out of like. That's why Ivy as an Avatar and Swamp Thing as green Avatars are fucking crazy. Okay. But yeah, stop stop the cap, bro. Stop the well, cap. Don't get me don't get me wrong. Cyborg powered by a mother box, dope as fuck. But he he he's he's at best still a street level, may, maybe maybe man. Yeah, maybe planetary superhero, but again, Beast Boy at his best is is terrifying. 
This right. he could be he could be Cthulhu if he really wanted to. That uh, that's a statement, but okay. I mean, uh, I also like... theoretically, right? Because he can transform into aliens. Could he also transform into demons? Yes, he has transformed into demons when they okay. were in Azeroth. That, that is an actual fact. When they and then when they, when they went to hell, guess what? Transformed into a demon. Terrifying. Bre is literally the embodiment of the animal kingdom. Instant transmission. Instant transformation. Also, also, it don't he don't he does this shit. Yeah, that's another thing. It's not like he takes a moment to transform it and shit like he does in Titans the Shell. This shit is snap of a finger. On go. Repeatedly. Stop the cat. It's real. Alright. Well. Also, Beast Boy, like, I said this before y'all started this conversation. Beast Boy was also my favorite Teen Titan. Thank you, Seth. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, he has terrestrial metamorph now. So as an adult, I mean, yeah, kid Beast Boy can't turn into a dragon. Adult Beast Boy, Phoenix, Dragon, Griffin, whatever, whatever, whatever animal has ever been thought of. He's just like, oh, that's me. Sake of time, I'm gonna let Seth get on to his question that he has for us today. Hmm? Did, I don't think he. You, you, I'm like, that's how you trying to change the subject. That was the only question. Yeah, I only had one. one yeah, that was the only. Also, what's wild? He can change into multiples of things. He turned into a swarm of fucking fireflies before. Casual. Not a, not a swarm of fireflies. A swarm of fireflies. Not one. A swarm of fireflies. And also, I was also reading that Beast Boy can regrow limbs. Yes. I mean, so pretty much. He can also... Because he can, he can just do starfish DNA. He can... He can he, change... He can at a molecular from, uh, level. Bullet wounds, burns, and broken bones in a matter of seconds. Thank you. So, so your little eardrum plan, stop the cat. And I, I don't even, I don't even like down and black heroes. Like, but you, you picking cyborg, you had to say like static or some shit. I'm like, all right, nah, bro. You picked the computer geek who got a gun on his arm. Like, and I, and I love, I love Vic. Don't get me wrong, I think Vic is dope, but he's not the best type. Well, the static in Teen Titans, I don't feel like I feel like I love him, but he didn't have like at least enough experience. The static that was approved by the Justice League, he had. Experience oh yeah, no, you're you're think you're thinking of Young Justice static. Yeah. No, yeah. No. I mean, that's the only one that really I would say we got stamped as a Teen Titan. Well, no, because Titan Young Justice is a separate team. It's a whole other entity. It's not Titan. They have yeah, their own comic book yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's a whole, a whole different team. A whole different subgroup. <clears throat> because the Robins are different. Dick Grayson and, and Damien are the Titan Robins. Uh, I want to I say Tim and Dick and Jason will be Young Justice Robins. But yeah, no, that's that's a whole thing. But it's, it's, it's cute. Okay. We tried, though. I mean, okay. next time you should next time you should probably do a little bit more research before you just bang on your chest like that. But Amen. that's okay. It happens sometimes. Um, I have my homie Stu over here, and his birthday is going down in the next five minutes, and he looks all amped up. He's staring at me. He wanted me to say what up to y'all for him. 
Oh, well, there you go then. Okay. Um. Anyway, so, so, uh, go ahead, go ahead and admit that you're wrong, please. And um, no, I'm not gonna say I'm wrong. I think we say difference of opinion. No, no, this is not a difference of opinion <laughs> because you, because you blatantly stated that Cyborg would beat these four in a fight, and that's cat. So admit you're wrong. I'm because gonna have, because the, have the, the, the original argument, because I said not only is he the best Titan, he he is tactically. I, not, not, I, I said not only he's the coolest Titan, but I also said he's technically, technically the best Titan when it comes to a fight. And you disagree, but you're uh, wrong. And, and because, I can still because, disagree because because again, but but you but you were severely downplaying because you said all he was was comedic relief, which is false. Because again, Beast Boy is the only Titan. I see. I see. His, I see his thing. attack power. He has some good attack power. But good. Um, good. I, what I, are you I, doing I to a dragon, though? I, I mean, he got some good great, attack power. Great, great, G R E A T. I just he when it comes to being a leader, he's not a leader. Like as much I, neither as he need to be. Whoa, neither. This man can go undercover and not get caught. Only get caught because because of feelings, because of feelings, and I'll admit. That's if this when it comes to feelings though, Beast Boy is way no better than Cyborg. But at least, at least Cyborg is able to put his feelings to the side when it's necessary and handle the mission at task Be- that need. Beast Boy literally turned into a parasitic worm one time and went inside a butterbud's stomach and lived there long enough to get Raven's chakra back. It, no one can ever be better at infiltration than him. He could literally be in you, and you would never know. And have you no ever problem. heard of the phrase, I would love to be a fly on the wall? Fly, yes, thank you. The fuck? <laughs> well, who needs to infiltrate a whole building and fall in love with a random magic bitch when I can just be a literal fly on the wall? And again, he beat Slade ass. No one else has done that. That's the only thing he needs, because you keep going back to the Teen Titans cartoon. He the only nigga to beat his ass. Robin couldn't beat his ass. Robin, Robin couldn't beat his ass so bad he was traumatized by the very idea that this man came back. And it yep. was just hallucination dust and memory. Yep. Hey, stop the cap. Mm. Stop the cap. You apologize to Garfield Logan. You, mm-hmm. you ain't even gotta say you, you ain't gotta apologize to me. You ain't even gotta say you're wrong, but you apologize to Garfield Logan. I will not. That's why you're a bitch. I'm holding Moving, down the on. Moving on. Moving on. Mental health. All right. Again, mental health is mental wealth. Love yourself. Appreciate yourself. Treat yourself. Uh, learn how to take responsibility for your actions, ladies and gentlemen. Is the topic for today is mental health. All right. Sometimes you are wrong. Sometimes you admit you were wrong. Sometimes you have to realize that you are indeed the problem, and that's okay. Because the moment you recognize the fact that you are the problem and you distance yourself from the situation and you understand and you internalize that you're the problem and you fix yourself. You'll be better off for it. All right. I'm usually like sometimes you gotta you gotta get away from the problem. Sometimes the problem literally is you and you don't know it. So you gotta you gotta have people tell you that you're being the problem. I've had to do that for Zoe many a times. You don't want to accept it tonight, but that's okay. Because every other time I'm also right. So he realizes deep in his heart of hearts, he's right. But other than that, um, 
I I had a great ass time at the engagement party the other day, but and I also was able to come to some realizations about some friendships that I had. And I'm okay with those. So again, it's okay to let friends go. Okay to say goodbye to friendships. Friendships end. That's part of life. You die, I die, everybody dies. Friendships die too. Uh, but that's okay because at the end of the day. The Otaku Collective Podcast will one day be the greatest podcast of all time. And as the host and creator of said podcast, I love and appreciate y'all. So as long as Josh loves and appreciates you, life's going to be okay. That being said, sometimes you got to admit you're the problem. Admit you're the problem. Zoe's the problem, but that's okay. So with that being said, Zoe, problem, sir, plug the socials. You can follow Josh at my underscore on profit. You can follow Seth at C3Smooth, as well as you can follow me on IG at WhatAboutZoe. And please don't forget to follow on the TikTok at Otaku Collective PC. Please, please check out the TikTok. Come in, like, share, subscribe, everything. Don't forget as well as to check us out on Spotify and everywhere where you can download podcasts, please, man. Just anything, little likes, little follows, everything is appreciated. We love all the love that you can give. And please, as always, don't forget that you can hit us at Otaku Collective PC at gmail.com. That is where you can hit us up about inquiries, ideas, collaborations. If you want to try and get a little sponsorship in, we can work out early special deals so please don't be afraid to check out that as well um Steph finish it out thank y'all for listening to another episode of the Otaku Collective Podcast please share with your friends family whoever that you think that might listen to the podcast and anything like that leave a comment or review as well on Spotify Apple Podcasts both of those do them uh, and uh, please be sure to subscribe. That way you know whenever we upload a new episode uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on all of them. And we will see y'all next episode. Peace out. Wait, 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 I had, I had to defend Beast Boy to an ignorant individual who was not aware. So this is not a knock on Cyborg at all. Mission statement. I just I, I love I love Victor Stone. I, I'm so sad he didn't get to finish his career as a football player, but he's better as a superhero. Damn my nigga, damn my dog. But I'm, I'm repping Garfield Logan 365 days a week, a year, excuse me, seven days a week, all the good shit. Cool. Uh, love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Now you can say it. I just had to point that out. I, just, I, didn't, I didn't want that to be misconstrued. I, I love Vic, but Gar's still better. He would still beat his ass for stuff. Point blank in the period. All right, cool. Go ahead, say. <laughs> You're good. Peace out, you bunch of otakus.